It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Over the weekend, I was wondering what would we talk about in terms of Omicron this Monday morning? Because if you look at the, the science of it, and the changes in the science, it's almost changing and moving faster than we can keep up with it, faster than we can learn about it. It's a really annoying thing because the last couple of variants, like Delta, you were able to read up on Delta, you were able to read up on the Alpha, the Beta before that. But Omicron is moving faster then we can read up about it. I want to spend a few minutes with Professor Liam Fanning of UCC. Uh, Liam, good morning to you. Good morning, TJ. And good to speak with you again. Um, this is an interesting development, worrying in many ways. I think it's fair to say, Liam, people are very nervous because Omicron is spreading almost faster than science can keep up with it. Are you personally worried about it? So I suppose where uh, I take comfort, if you like, is in um, uh, a couple of things. One is, uh, you know, the vaccination program and uh, the fact that many people are boosted, maybe not as enough, but a lot of people are vaccinated. And um, by applying the non-pharmaceutical, you know, interventions that we can to protect ourselves, um, I am um, as protected as I can be and my family and those around me and as a nation, you know, we are doing reasonably well on the booster campaign, but not, not as well as I w- would have liked. I think we dropped the ball on that earlier on in the beginning of the booster campaign. However, that's in the past um, and we are delivering it out at a pace. Um, and if you look at the numbers, PJ, uh, of uh, Omicron around Europe and, and compare it to Ireland. So I suppose to give some measure of, of, of where I feel things are, um, Ireland has had a fairly uh, stable daily new daily new confirmed covid cases per million. Yes. Over the last couple over the last good few weeks actually. Um and uh, it it is different to what has been happening in the UK and Denmark. Um so if you take kind of so they're two European countries, Denmark in particular which is kind of somewhat similar to Ireland UK, uh, bigger population, um different dynamic with respect to the implementation of the vaccine program in that they chose AstraZeneca instead of the RNA vaccines. And ours have been remarkably stable over the last while. I know we have had the uh, uh, information from the CMO, I think this morning or over the weekend, that uh, Omicron is now uh, on a proxy uh, assessment, 52% of the cases. Yeah. We're not 
actually sequencing 52%, uh, sorry, uh, all the, the samples that come in, but it's based on a proxy, PJ. And our numbers are quite flat. And, and that must in some case, compared to Denmark, De- Denmark is in what's called kind of, you know, a really kind of upward lift exponential growth as in the UK. Now, we may be... be- beginning to lift off but we'll need another couple of days data um, but we are quite stable at the moment with regard to our numbers per day in fact you could say that the five day moving average is actually moving down just a little yeah. bit the hospital um, numbers so were on the turn as well up to the end of last week i think they may still be on the turn i think you're i know you're right on that regard and if you if you if you look at where we are with regard to the the hospital numbers they have been stable and it's very interesting when you break them down to see kind of, you know, where are where are we with regard to ICU and who's in ICU? You know, we have uh, 53% of our ICU population uh, with COVID is unvaccinated and that's about 50 ICU beds, give or take. Um, and the average age of them, PJ, is about 38 compared to the vaccinated who are in ICU is 66. So you can see there's quite a, a difference in, in age profile there of the unvaccinated who are coming in, in into ICU. Um, and Back to your point, where do I see where we are? I see we're going to have an ever-increasing kind of population that's protected because of the the booster campaign. But I would really love if that booster campaign was opened up to everybody. Can you... I think we heard... Go through maybe... I'll come back to the opening it up because it has been quite slow. You're right. The, The boosters, they are helping our immune system. Now, try as I might... Liam, I can't get my head around what they're doing for us. But can you break it into layman's language? When I get that word booster, what is it waking up in my body? That helps me to fight this. Okay, okay. So, uh, so we'll, we'll, so just step back a bit. So, when you got your first set of uh, vaccines, um, you mounted the response, and then, if you like, the system kind of went uh, a little bit asleep, right? Okay. So you kind of had you went your 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 kind of active active immune system sort of went to sleep, went to you know, um, but not quite. And you still had troops such as the antibodies circulating around, kind of constantly surveilling. And when you get your booster shot, what happens is you automatically wake up your memory, your immune memory. So that's why the response rates for the booster are much quicker. They're about seven days. And what happens is when you wake them up uh, for the third time in this particular case, if you've got two uh, Pfizer's before, excuse me, PG, you're waking up everything. So you're waking up, if you like, the troops that produce the antibodies, you're waking up the, uh, those those cells that actually recognize other infected cells. And you're not only waking them up, they're producing much, much more of themselves. So quantitatively, you have more than you had with the second boost. And, and they're more precise with regard to recognizing, in this case, the vaccine or if you're infected, the pathogen. Um, and they have a, a greater capacity to recognize it and to more quickly eliminate it. Yeah. So that's what's happening when you get boosted. And the antibody... Um, so we read the antibody that our bodies are producing is a little different to the and we've become so used to these things now the spike protein on Omicron <laughs> so we need more of them don't we we need to smother it rather than cling to it we well so uh, yes we do so it's a bit like you know um, think of them a bit, a bit like chewing gum maybe you know, the more chewing gum that you have stuck onto it, and if that chewing gum was like a chewing gum was like had a fluorescent light on it or a light on it, it alerts the immune system. I've stuck onto something foreign here. Come help me get rid of it. That's basically what's happening with the antibodies, and some of them stick better than others. So we know that the antibodies we raised against the Delta variant or the Alpha variant were really precise, really good, um, and if you like, the lock and key, the the key opened that lock straight away. 
Mm. Whereas with uh, with Omicron, it seems to have changed a little bit. So, you know, we'll say the key doesn't fit in a little bit. You've got to jiggle it a little bit to try and kind of yes. open it up, but it will still open it. And what we're doing by quantity is we're, we're if you like, we're, 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 we're throwing slightly less efficient at binding antibodies, but nonetheless, we're still binding to it to say, hey, look, this is foreign. We need to get rid of it. And we mm. call in those cellular troops, which are the T cells and the neutrophils and, and the macrophages. Now, you just went so around they're all their cells. The T cells, the, those devils, they have a long-term memory, don't they? they as soon as they the do. antibodies alert them, they get into action. So what the T cells, they get into action. What the T cells job is, PJ, is if, if you have a cell and it's infected, what that cell does is it puts markers on the outside of it. And those T cells, T cells will recognize those markers. Hey, you're foreign. That cell is telling me I'm in trouble. I need to come in and I need to kill that cell. So that's what the T cells do. And the T cells are really important because if we have a very appropriate T cell response, it avoids, we don't get symptomatic disease. So when that T-cell response is inappropriate, we get symptomatic disease and then you can end up maybe in hospital. Right. So by getting the booster, you're making that T-cell response more targeted and focused. It may not be absolutely perfect, but we don't need it to be because we have, if you like, the immune system is like an onion. It has many layers yes. uh, on it. B and T are just two of them. And there are other layers that kick in automatically, right. no matter what the pathogen is. So when you have to see it for the first time, for the right. very first time with no vaccine. So the, boost, so, you know, the, we ha- the booster creates more antibodies for us even though they're not exactly the right shape but we get more of them and then they they identify the t-cells and the t-cells do that do the heavy lifting which is kind of where we're so that's that and now i was reading or looking at a report from the university of hong kong uh, in the last few hours last couple of hours uh, liam which seems to suggest the way that um omicron infects the lungs is is a bit different to to delta which means that down the road it may may well emerge to be a milder illness like is is there evidence that you're seeing that this could be the milder in illness uh, could it be much milder well i suppose that is that is the hope what we've seen is that the this particular virus seems to we'll say make more copies of itself Uh, better in some parts of the lungs than in others, right? So what this means, it's kind of almost boxed into less of an area in the lungs that it can grow in. So, But it's very transmissible, so it can get in there better. But in certain parts of the lungs, if you like, the production factory can make less. And uh, you know what I mean? So there's, there's elements to the biology of Omicron which seem to be indicating that uh, it has narrowed the scope with regard to where it can grow best. Yeah. And uh, if you want from um, a defense perspective, that means we have less to defend. You know what I mean? With regard to kind of the battlefield. Yeah. We're not, you know, we, you know so that uh, it's producing less. But nonetheless, yeah. the, the virus that it's producing, PJ, is very infectious. And yes. it's very infectious because it's almost... Um, if you think of maybe infection as a as a well, a series of steps, sequential, one must happen after the other. Instead of being at step two, it's already at step four yeah. by the time it gets into. Do you know what I mean? So it's already it's already got a head start yeah. um, with regard to some of the mechanisms. This report I was looking at um, seems to suggest that it 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 multiplies in the parts of your lungs where you get bronchitis more than the other variants, which were more close to where you can get pneumonia. But because of the fact that it's multiplying in the areas where you get bronchitis, that brings the virus up your throat and out your mouth much faster. 
Well, when you cough or yeah. when you sneeze, yeah, you. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cough from that area of your lungs. Like, think of it as the early part of the tubing system in the lungs. And you're not, it's not so much from the deep part of your lungs. It's kind of that part of your lungs near your mouth. And you're then kind of exhaling yeah. much larger amounts of it. Do you know what I mean? So that's where it's, but it also means though that it's kind of, some of it's getting caught in the mucus that's in your lungs, you know, and that, and that immunity that we have in our mucosal system, in the lining of our noses and, and that yeah. part of our lungs is able to get access to it yeah. as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, a many faceted machine that the human body is, as we know. Liam, the antivirals should be here by spring. How important are they now? And how important is it they're available cheaply and easily? So um, these are a wonderful development in, uh, in sciences, amazingly quick, like really when you think of the, the development of drugs for hepatitis C and HIV and how many decades they took. And now we have in a matter of two years, you know, antivirals that attack a particular protein. Um, so we, 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 we stick with the science 101. But, you know, so this is a protein that's produced by the virus and it needs the, this protein to be active to complete its life cycle. And what this particular drug from Pfizer does is it interferes with that activity. And it, it slows down or stops the amount of viruses that are produced from the parents that get in. They're called daughter viruses. So, it, so there's less of them. And this is, this, so this means then that an individual, if they have an antigen positive test, gets rapid access to these drugs cuts down now they must take the entire duration of the drugs it's not mm. you know what i mean this is back to kind of you know proper responsible taking of these medicines um and that means then that the amount of virus that's produced is is less your immune system can get on top of it quicker because you've been vaccinated um and therefore there's less transmission so you're cutting the chain of transmission and you're reducing the amount of symptomatic disease which means you're reducing the amount of pressure on the hospitals reducing the amount in icu so it's really important that these drugs are, are available quickly to people and yeah. at not at great cost. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, you know, the dividend for the state here should, is... Should they almost be over the counter, Liam? Um, oh, well, that'll be a matter now for uh, the, you know, the... Uh, oh, oh, I know, but I mean, I, like, in, a, in, in, a, in terms of, of, of an opinion, like, if you have to go to your doctor and get a prescription written and go to the chemist and get it turned over, 
that's half a day gone when you come. Well, it could be more. It could be more because I mean, this is quite difficult to get access to GPs at the pro, at the moment because it's not under. What it would be nice is if you had an antigen positive test and say, look, you rang up your local pharmacist and say, look, I've had an antigen positive test. I've actually probably confirmed it by doing a second one. Um, I am developing symptoms for uh, associated with COVID nineteen, or I have them already as well. <clears throat> Can I have access to this particular drug? And they'll say, yes, Liam. Okay, you meet the criteria. Come up. Uh, they cost you so much for your four or five days course. Yeah. But you must take the entire course because the last thing we want is suboptimal use of these particular drugs yeah. because they're so valuable yeah. um, and that we end up maybe with resistance developing. So, we do not want that, do you know yeah. what I mean? So there might be a, a, maybe a pharmacy consultation a bit like some of the codeine-related drugs are, that kind of thing. Perhaps, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Now, this is, so that will depend on the safety profile ultimately as approved by the uh, the European Medicines Agency. Do you know what I mean? So there will be, it'll, it'll very much depend on, and there might be caveats, there, are, there will be some caveats about who can take these drugs and who can't because there's a second drug in there which means that not to get too technical about it but the two together work really well but one of them actually means that you need a smaller amount of the active drug and and that will interact with maybe other drugs yeah. so you've got to be careful so you've yeah. got to be careful with what are called DDI's drug drug interactions yes and that's why it may ultimately mean that you might have to contact the GP because he or she will know best yeah. what they're, they're, you're on. I think that, don't they call them contraindications? I was reading yes, something yes. about uh, blood pressure drugs, cancer drugs, that you have to be very careful yes. throwing an antiviral into your body uh, if you are on certain cancer and, or blood uh, pressure drugs. And it's not so much the antiviral, it's if you like the other drug that's in there that, that, that actually slows down the metabolism right. or destruction of the antiviral. It's actually that drug. Um, and that you're right, that would have a contraindication if depending on what medicine, if you needed medicines at a particular concentration and if they went too high, yeah. then there could be consequences for your overall health, which might, yeah. you know, which would, but, you know, so that's why I think it. They are coming and, and hopefully they will help. And like you say, it'd be great if you could have a, a, a positive antigen, go to the chemist or call the chemist and say, look, I've just had this. I'll take a second one. Can I, can I have access? That would be, that would be great. If you did. Or I'm on the following drugs. Yeah, you know what I mean? Do I need yes. to be not taken? Yes, yes, yes. If we could get at these quickly and and get them out into the into the community, could it could it stop community transmission? Uh, it certainly would reduce it quite significantly, you know, but it would have to be done under very careful guidance and there would have to be buy-in from the population to make sure they take all of the drugs. I know I've said that about three times now at this stage, but that will be really important. Mm. Yes, you're right. It will cut down because what it will do is it'll cut down on the amount of virus. And back to your earlier point, if you're coughing up, you'll be coughing up less. So if you're coughing up less, there's less opportunity for it to go on to find the next person. Yeah, yeah. It's Look, the, the, the science is coming in and the medicine is coming in to help us, but we still have this thing now starting to rip through us like a dose of salts. And it means that, unfortunately, five days out of Christmas, we're going back into restrictions. Lastly, Liam, was that really the only option? Um, look, I suppose uh, you could, uh, uh, I wouldn't want to give Neffet or any of them a free ride, but you could almost say that like damned if they did and damned if they didn't. Um, and But you see, you've got to ask, who are we protecting? And that's followed by, we have to get used to being infected. So at the moment, who are we protecting? We are protecting the hospitals because our hospital system is bursting at capacity. And remember, you know, 50 of our ICU beds are taken up by unvaccinated individuals. And the call out is to please get vaccinated. Because remember, if you start your vaccine journey today, 
you are going to be at least uh, six weeks before, four or five weeks before you're fully immune. And then you'll need your third shot afterwards. So it's not a journey that you can kind of say, I'll take my first shot and be vaccinated now. And the other thing, too, is we're going to have to like this is a conversation also, PJ, about next winter. We have to get used to being infected and have the structures in place that we don't have to, we'll say, reduce freedoms to protect an infrastructure that has not been supported over the last two decades. And I mean, the hospitals in that regard. So, um, look, I think the future is better looking um, in January, in, in February and March, maybe not so much January because we kind of have a little bit of uncertainty. But Ireland is very well protected with regard to the amount of vaccines. It's, you know, the more boosters and vaccines we can get in people, perhaps we can keep Ireland's viral, you know, the amount of people positive at that same level that we have and not hit that exponential level um, that they have in the UK and particularly in Denmark where it's after skyrocketing. Yeah, let's just go back to something you said earlier with regard to unvaccinated people. 50% of the uh, those in ICU are unvaccinated, but they're also younger correct? They're thir- the average age is 38 years of age. I mean, that's extraordinary for, uh, you know, when you compare it to the, the vaccinated are 66. That alone tells you the value of these vaccines. And many of the, un- the, the vaccinated that are in, in hospital have comorbidities. They've got other conditions yeah. as well. Do you know what I mean? And the unvaccinated are not just one homogenous group. You know, many of them are non-born Irish. Uh, maybe they get their news feeds from other parts of the world. Maybe they still get them from Ireland or they have concerns that they still are unsure about. Talk to people who are in the know. If you can get access to a GP or a pharmacist or a nurse or somebody, talk to them. Bring your concerns with you and let them address them. You know, I mean, uh, you know, there have been something like 8.7 billion vaccines given out worldwide. Many of them have been the RNA vaccines that we use in this country. In fact, nearly 80% of Ireland has been vaccinated with an mRNA vaccine. You know, they are extraordinarily safe. So if you have concerns, go to your pharmacist, go to somebody in, uh, in the know, stay off the internet, Go and talk to somebody. You know, the older day, uh, adage, it's good to talk, it's particularly mm. when it comes to concerns about vaccine. It really is to get that personal one-on-one to address your concerns for you and your family. Because bear in mind, we have the 5 to 11-year-olds coming out, yes. I think, is it next Monday or some, some, some very soon. And, like, you know, again, parents and guardians need to be informed. And if they have any concerns before those vaccines become available, go to your pharmacist, discuss them, or your GP or your nurse or a trusted friend um, who is informed um, and, and get that information. It's so important that we protect as many people, because this is like an insurance policy yeah. for 2022. Do you know what I mean? We don't want to be facing into the winter of 2022 and looking down the same barrel. We really do oh, not. Lord, I, no, think as a population, not I think as a population it would nearly break us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If we're not you know, uh, slightly damaged already, PJ. Liam, thank you so much for your contributions to the opinion line during the year. Have a wonderful Christmas with your family. You too and happy, uh, happy Christmas to you and your family. Thank you. Bye-bye. Cheers. Thank you. That's Professor Liam Fanning at UCC. And I know we spent some time there and got a bit technical, but there's a lot of new knowledge coming out about Omicron. I advise anybody to go to uh, John Campbell's YouTube channel. He now has 1.8 million followers. And he was the one going through that University of Hong Kong uh, report about how Omicron infects us. And it's very interesting. And John is quite optimistic about the future for Omicron in 2022. And no doubt we'll catch up with him early in the new year and see how his predictions are going. But thank you. Uh, I know, I know it was detailed and heavy and it's the Monday morning of Christmas week and we'd rather be talking about anything else, trust me. 
But there you go. Martin says, PJ, went for a booster yesterday in and out in 10 minutes. Fair play to all the staff. Is it possible for the booster to develop into COVID itself? No. No, it's not. You might feel a bit off, a bit naff for a day, but no. Uh, with the Omicron being faster at spreading, will it not increase our chance of herd immunity? That, and is one of the hopes that if it spreads so fast and if it is milder, that in the long term, that is the hope. But the problem is it'll make an awful lot of people very sick on the way. But yes, Anne, you're right. That is one of the hopes that are out there. Quartz 96 FM. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.